بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمد ونصلي على رسوله الكريم ما بعد قال الله تعالى اعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم لن تنالوا البر حتى تنفقوا مما تحبون وما تنفقوا من شيء فان الله به عليم صدق الله العظيم والايات في فضل الانفاق في الطاعات كثيرا كثيره معلومه وعن عبد الله بن مسعود رضي الله تعالى عنه قال قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم لا حسد الا في اثنتين رجل رجل اتاه الله مالا فسلطه على هلكته في الحق ورجل اتاه الله حكمه فهو يقضي بها ويعلمها متفق عليه وتقدم الشرح قديما Continuing with the chapter which deals Al-Ghaniyu Shakir, that person who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed with wealth, but he makes the shukar of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, is, lives a life of ta'ah, of Allah's obedience, and utilizes that wealth in a manner which is pleasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The last verse in the introduction of that chapter which Imam Nawi rahimahullah mentions, is a verse in Surah Al-Imran wherein Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala greatly exhorts us to make what is called infaq. Infaq means to spend in the way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ulama have mentioned that such is the exhortation that Shariat gives us, that the Qur'an gives us to, for a Muslim to become a generous person, for a Muslim to become one who does not hoard his wealth, does not hold on or cling to his wealth, but spends it to earn the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that they say that when it comes to infaq, more than 80 places in the Qur'an, Allah ta'ala commands us or encourages us, yunfiquna amwalahum, spend your wealth in the way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Do not hold on to it. Wealth is a great ni'mat, a great bounty from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala if it is used to earn our akhirat. On the other hand, the same wealth, if we hoard it, cling on to it, do not spend it in the way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then the same wealth can become a wabal and a curse for us, in the dunya also and in the akhirat. Those who are familiar with Arabic, if you look at this verse of the Qur'an, there's great emphasis, لَن تَنَالُ bir. What is the goal? Everyone's goal in this world, a true believer's goal, is to leave this world in a condition where Allah is pleased with him. Is to develop taqwa. Is to develop the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Is to develop or to acquire what we call qurb. One is qurb, the closeness of Allah ta'ala. The other is kamale qurb, that is the height of qurb. To become the true friend of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That is the greatest wealth a person can the greatest success a person can possibly achieve is Allah's closeness, to become Allah's friend, to have the taluk and relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, for the love to be blooming, brimming, for the heart to be brimming with the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And yet Allah ta'ala says, Lan tanalul bir. This is impossible, it will never happen. You will never become Allah's true friend. You will never get the true closeness of Allah ta'ala. You will never get the true love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Lan, the word lan in Arabic is great emphasis. In other words, impossible. 
like in layman's term we say forget about it not going to happen bir kamal qurb allah's true taalluq true piety forget about it impossible hatta tunfiqu mimma tuhibbun unless and until you do not become generous until and unless you don't spend that which you love and what is it that people love there's nothing that we love more than mal there's nothing that we love more than our wealth that is why when allah taala many places in the quran talks about spending the wealth also allah says yunfiquna yujahiduna they make mujahada they spend infaq bi amwalikum wa anfusikum bi amwalikum wa anfusikum quran mentions two things mal and jaan life and wealth without life there is no wealth without life you don't exist yet interestingly when allah mentions mal and jaan life and wealth allah taala the sequence in quran wealth is muqaddam mentioned first then life is mentioned amwalikum wa anfusikum mal first then life although without life there is no wealth why is it that quran makes muqaddam quran mentions the mal first then the wealth mufassirin explain because people love their wealth even more than their own lives that is why a person will will commit murder he'll take the life of another human being for wealth person will sell his iman he'll sell his ghairat he'll sell his dignity he'll give up his honor he'll grovel in order to acquire wealth so beloved wealth has become to us so allah says you want allah you want bir you want taqwa you want piety lan tanalul bir is never going to happen hatta tunfiqu mimma tuhibbun until you don't spend your wealth spend your wealth in the way of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala spend your wealth to acquire the closeness of allah that is why we find when this verse of the quran was revealed look at the reaction of the sahaba of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam we know the incident famous incident as a sheikh Zakariya rahmatullahi mentions in his fadail amal abu talha radiyallahu ta'ala who says ya rasulullah allah says if you want allah we have to give up that which we love the most he says there's nothing i love more than bayruha referring to a particular orchard which he had which was very close to masjid nabawi so he says i give bayruha away in the path of allah subhanahu abdullah bin umar radiyallahu ta'ala anhuma when this verse of the quran was revealed he started thinking to himself he said he said he said in his heart that ma ajidu shay'an i can't find anything more beloved to me than murjana jariyatan li rumiya then murjana which was a roman princess that was had come into the possession of abdullah bin umar beautiful young woman he said i loved her more than anything else that i had so immediately when this verse of the quran was revealed i freed her not only freed her he got her married to nafia nafia was his student and his freed slave such was the love that abdullah bin umar radiyallahu ta'ala numa had for this woman it is said later on the child that was the result of this union between nafia and murjana abdullah bin umar would lift that child up and he would breathe in the fragrance of that child because it would remind him of the love that he had for his mother and he said if there was anything that i had given in the way of allah that i would have taken back it would have been murjana such is the love i had for her but one verse of the quran allah says you want me you want allah then spend 
that which you love, and then you will find Allah. As Zainul Abidin radiallahu ta'ala, as we mentioned previously, when a, when a, when, when, uh, when a beggar would come, he would say, Marhaba, welcome. And he would say, Alhamdulillah, all praise is due to Allah, who has sent a porter, who has sent a porter to me to transport my possessions to my actual home, that is Jannat, Akhirat. The heart follows the wealth. If you want to find Allah, spend the wealth in the way of Allah, the heart will follow. If you want the love of Akhirat and Jannat, then spend your wealth in, in Allah's way, then the heart automatically will follow. Nevertheless, Imam Nawi rahimullah mentions that there are many, many other verses in the Qur'an. He says, Kathiratu Ma'luma, as we mentioned, more than 80 verses in the Qur'an. Give us targhib and encourage us on infaq, in spending in the way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The hadith in this chapter are not many, it's just mentioned three, because the subject matter of this chapter is very familiar, familiar, are very similar to previous subject matters. The first of these ahadith was mentioned previously. Abdullah bin Mas'ud radiallahu ta'ala narrates that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, La hasada illa fitnatain. Arabic word hasad, we translate it as jealousy. Jealousy is madhmoom, looked down upon in shariat. It's something that is muhlik, it is very, very destructive. In this context, the ulama ikram say the word hasad is used, but is used in the meaning of ghibta. Ghibta is similar to jealousy, but a slight difference, it's a lower form. In other words, in English, we'll translate it, the closest translation to it is envy. Hasad is not allowed, is haram. But to some extent, there is gunjaish, a permissibility in sharia for envy. Ulama in layman's terms explain the difference between these two concepts. They say hasad is to desire something that someone else has with this intention in the heart or this hope in the heart that that, that person loses that ni'mat. That is totally impermissible. Like I said, for ghibta, there is some levity that is given in shariat. In other words, desire something that someone else has, but not at the cost of that individual. You just desire it for yourself because you saw it in somebody else. Another layman's translation, which we can put to this expression, la hasada illa fitnatain. Rasulullah said, there is no jealousy except in two things. There is no envy except in two things. In other words, if jealousy had to be permissible, Jealousy can never be permissible. But if it had to be permissible, then it would have been permissible in these two things. Or like we said, the translation is envy. There is no envy except in two things. Obviously, if we contextualize the wording of this hadith, Allah is referring to something that is anathema, something that is disliked. He says there is no jealousy. Jealousy is something that is disliked. Yet, he uses that term to say that, okay, if it had to be permissible, it would be permissible just to have jealousy for these two things. In other words, these things are so valuable, so valuable, that every one of us should aspire for them. Every one of them of us should desire them. What are these two things? Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says, The first is that person, that person whom Allah blessed with wealth, Allah made him ghani. Allah blessed him with wealth. But 
Here also, if you have some munasabat to the Arabic language, which doesn't just say that this man has wealth and he spends it, no. He says, Allah sets him on a road where he spends and spends the word halaka, in other words, uses up all his wealth. Doesn't hold back. He's an extremely generous person. In the truth, in other words, in the avenues which shariat encourages us. Not in israf, wasted, spending here, there and everywhere, no. Spends it in haq, in earning his akhirat in manner which pleases Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Such a person, the Bismillah says, technically if you translate this hadith literally, he'll say, it's, it, it will translate it, it's permissible to be jealous of such a person. But obviously, it's not permissible. Become envious of such a person. In other words, desire this. Ask Allah for this. One Interesting point the ulama mentioned, if you look at the wording of this hadith, Rajulun atahu malan, does it mean that Allah makes him rich? No. The actual emphasis in this hadith is on the second part, Sallatahu ala halakati fil haq. He is such a person who spends his wealth, doesn't have to be a lot of wealth, doesn't have to be a lot of wealth, but he has the quality of generosity, he has the quality of infaq. Why ulama kiram say that this hadith does not refer to a person with a lot of wealth? It's not the quantity, but it is the quality of spending it in the way of Allah. They say this is supported by the verse of the Qur'an. <clears throat> in Surah Talaq, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, لِيُنْفِقْ ذُو سَعَةٍ مِّن سَعَةٍ وَمَنْ قُدِرَ عَلَيْهِ رِزْقُهُ فَلْيُنْفِقْ مِمَّا آتَاهُ اللَّهِ لَا يُكَلِّفُ اللَّهُ نَفْسًا إِلَّا مَا آتَاهَا Quran is ajib. Time is again we've run out, but if you look at just this one verse, how beautifully this concept is put forward. Allah says, min saati. A man of wealth or saa, a person whom we have given dunya, let him spend to the extent of his ability. Rich or poor, less or more. Spend to the extent extent of your ability. Woman kudira alayhi risk. Dhu sa'a means a wealthy person. So Allah says, لِيُنْفِقْ ذُو سَعَةٍ مِّن سَعَةٍ The wealthy person must spend out of, to the extent, dhu sa'atam min sa'ati, to the extent of his wealth. So this is, فَسَلَّتَهُ عَلَى حَلَكِهِ بِالْحَقِّ Then Allah says, وَمَنْ قُدِرَ عَلَيْهِ رِزْقُهُ That person whom we have restricted his sustenance. In other words, we gave him less. وَمَنْ قُدِرَ عَلَيْهِ رِزْقُهُ فَلْيُنْفِقْ مِمَّا عَتَاهُ اللَّهِ you also must make infaq. Doesn't mean if Allah gave you less, you mustn't spend it. According to your ability, even if it is less, you will still get the virtue. فَلْيُنْفِقْ Spend مِمَّا آتَاهُ اللَّهُ Out of that which Allah gave you, even if it is less. وَمَنْ قُدِرَ Even if Allah is restricted what He gave you. This is Allah's distribution. لَا يُكَلِّفُ اللَّهُ نَفْسًا إِلَّا مَا آتَاهَا Allah has not commanded you, Allah has not commanded you, except to the extent he has made you mukallaf, except to the extent of that which he gave you. If he gave you a lot, then he has commanded you with a lot. If he gave you less, then he has commanded you according to the parameters of what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has commanded, or, or what Allah has given you. And then, if you are in hardship, if you are in difficulty, if you are going through some taklif or hardship, or some musibat or some calamity, then the same verse, Allah gives you basharat, glad tidings, consolation, sayaj'alullahu, Ba'da usri yusra Seen in Quran means very soon. Don't lose himmat. 
be courageous. Allah says, very soon, سَيَجْعَلُ usri yusra. Whatever hardship you are going to, we will bring ease. We will bring comfort after that. Allah gives us